0: Hi, this is Josh, and you're listening to The Invitation. I am so very excited and even relieved to be offering you this guided prayer retreat. It's been a long, difficult journey to get the literal production space where I am working right now, to get this space set up and working, as well as the organizational structures established for the invitation as a nonprofit. As I continue to return to Dallas Willard's concern that the treasure of the church not be lost at the expense of the vessel, here I am delighted to return to the treasure and to return with you to prayer. I have several spiritual conversations on the shelf that I will be dusting off and piecing together for you to listen to as I get back into some sort of production schedule. And as I learn how to do this, it becomes apparent to me that it's relatively easy to produce a conversation. Writing a guided prayer requires much more work and slow deliberation, lots of listening. So I've decided combine here two tasks into one. I have been working on rewriting and expanding the Invitation Prayer Guide, 40 Ways to Spend 5 Minutes with God. You can find this prayer guide on the invitationpodcast.org website if you go underneath the tab, Resources. And some of you may recall that for the Kickstarter rewards, I had a vision to rewrite and expand this prayer guide and then to self-publish it as gifts and rewards for the Kickstarter backers. And of course, in the last two years, I've realized that I have been ridiculously naive about what I got myself into, how difficult this work would become, much more difficult than I could have imagined when I started that Kickstarter. So I appreciate the patience for those of you who did back the Kickstarter. I have not forgotten you. But what I have planned here is a way to write the prayer book as a series of meditations that can also be used as long-format audio prayer retreats. So what we have here in this episode is the introduction to this little prayer book that I'm working on. This meditation is framed around three Lexio Divina-style readings of two passages of Scripture from Ephesians 2 and Matthew 6. At the end of this retreat, I'll offer you some updates on the invitation to let you know about classes and retreats that will be available in the next coming months. I have titled this prayer book Deeper Living Space, and I pray that this introduction will help you into more of God. Amen. As with any prayer, I invite you to find a way to cultivate your inner silence. You might be driving or working. You might have earbuds in and you're surrounded by people. Or if you're lucky, you might have time to go somewhere alone. Wherever you are, or whatever you're doing, I encourage you to slow your breathing. Do what you can to dismiss your busy thoughts and anxiety. Notice where your tension is, and as you slow your breathing, invite peace into your tension. Rest your body. Allow yourself to be calm. Tell your soul to be still. An Introduction to a Prayer Book with 40 Ways to Spend 5 Minutes with God Welcome. You've done it. If you're taking time to read through this, then you've begun praying already. It's true. Even the smallest desire to pray is a gift only God can stir inside of you. Consider why you picked up this prayer book. Perhaps you've always thought that you were not very good at prayer, and now you want some help. Perhaps you are newer to practicing faith. You're attracted to prayer, but it just seems too elusive. Or perhaps you're a seasoned person of faith, but prayer has become boring, even empty, and you want to imagine what more there is to discover in your relationship with God. Whatever spark of interest that has led you to consider prayer, this is even the smallest sign of your love for God. This is the purpose of this book to find this spark of love, to uncover it from the many layers that hide it from your attention, then to give this spark of love more of your attention, to become more and more attentive to it, and letting the spark turn into a flame so that its love can burn hot and bright inside of you. As the flame grows, you will then also come to see how much God's space there is inside of you. This space inside of you is deeper, wider, and higher than you know. It must be this enormous, because this is the space where God dwells. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is within you. flicker of light from your prayer turns into a true flame, you become more acquainted with who you were created to be, a God vessel, a God space. You have within a deeper living space. In fact, you are that deeper living space. are two readings for you to settle into, to trust, and to meditate on. The first is a call, and the second is a response. Here in Ephesians 2, we can see the gift of God, the love that has led you to pick up this prayer book and to consider the possibility of God. This is a gift of grace for you. Reading from Ephesians 2, The Message Translation Now God has us where He wants us, with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all His idea, and it's all His work. All we do is trust Him enough to let Him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. As you begin to notice this small flame of love inside of you, as a gift that only God can stir inside of you, you are then invited to respond to this gift, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, to further receive more of His love. Jesus describes the invitation this way in Matthew 6, message translation. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your Father you are dealing with, and He knows better than you what you need. This little prayer book is my attempt to join in the work of the Holy Spirit in extending to you an invitation to become a full human being. We are not mere homo sapiens, just thinking beings. We are in our deepest essence created to be homo adorans, the beings who adore, who love and cherish. Here, even in the small space of this book, we will consider the vast possibilities of prayer. There are so many different ways to pray because there are so many different ways to love. And of course, there is always more of God's goodness to taste and see. Out of all the modes of prayer, I am especially keen to introduce some of you to the delightful help of contemplative spirituality. I also hope that those who are already familiar with contemplation and the vocabulary of mysticism that you will find this book a refreshing approach to your practice. Most of us are not called to be contemplatives or mystics. Yet, the more familiar you become with the enormous God space that is inside of you, the more you will want and need to allow your prayer to slow down and to be attentive to God in more intentional ways. The easiest way to say this is, you do not have to be a mystic in order to be mystical. I turn here to this vocabulary of contemplation and mysticism, because I don't know any other vocabulary that points to the wildness and the enormity of God and our capacity to interact with God, a God who is always more. There is a deeper, wider, and higher space within you that most of us have only begun to taste and see. Prayer will remain boring when my vision of this space is small and limited. Not only do I need to perceive God as bigger than I can imagine, in prayer I am considering the margins of my imagination and allowing the Holy Spirit to help me see more. Some might describe this as a stretching of faith, and it will surely feel like this at times. A stretching, a tearing, as we suffer through our sin and broken world to reorient our attention squarely on God's love. Surprisingly, prayer is often difficult and uncomfortable because we're dislodging ourselves from our small loves to give ourselves to the greater love. However, while there is in experience a suffering in the stretching, the more time you spend with the flicker of love that is inside you, as that flicker turns to flame, you will discover that you have always had this enormous space within you. In hindsight, Prayer will seem easy. You just didn't have eyes to see it. You hadn't yet let the flame of love light the space so you could see its size. And now that you are in God, and God is in you in this deeper space of love, you won't want to go anywhere else. As Peter says to Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Whatever vocabulary you find here that is new, please be patient with yourself. It's easy to get overwhelmed and to shrink away. The question for you to ask each day is, What is the next step the Holy Spirit is inviting me to practice on my journey deeper into God? There is no way to rush or strive in prayer. Most of what we learn in prayer has to do with patience and trust. And we can trust because we have the help of the Spirit. Let's review this gift again. Notice the flame of love that the Spirit has lit inside of you. This is the call. This is God beckoning, God taking the initiative. Now God has us where he wants us, with all the time in the world and the next, to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all His idea, and all His work. All we do is trust Him enough to let Him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. And if we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. now let's consider the response. Again, this is Jesus' invitation to you in Matthew 6. He says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your Father you're dealing with, and He knows better than you what you need. The love of God is relentless. The Spirit has always been calling to you. He is continually inviting you deeper all day, every day. He comes in the new mercies of every morning. And He is speaking to you in and through the restlessness that keeps you up at night. invitation might come to you as a curious thought in your mind, or an inward groan in your gut. Each of us is designed with a different way of hearing and responding to the Spirit's invitation. As your prayer grows, it will become more and more specific to you, to how you think, feel, and move in this world. As you become more familiar with your deeper living space, you will learn your own personal, secret way of hearing and responding to this holy beckoning. When we first learn to pray, we practice the prayers of others. This will be fruitful for a season. And then eventually, you must learn to discover your own unique way. And this is the path to deeper living space, identifying who you are as a lover of God, your own secret language with God, your own makeup of how you think, feel, and live in and through God. This is the gift of your response. You hear the invitation to more love, and then your life becomes its own unique, creative gift back to God. Again, please be patient with yourself as you learn to respond to the invitation. Contemplation, mysticism, homo adorans. There will always be new vocabulary for you to learn, but it takes time and patience and you do not have to figure out your response all alone by yourself. In the Gospel of John, Jesus explains that he gives us the Holy Spirit as our encouraging teacher. If you cooperate and pay attention, the Spirit comes alongside you to nudge your love this way and that way. Through confession and the prayer of tears, we are given new eyes to see, and the Spirit will renew our visions of prayer. His love will increase and call you further into love. And as a master teacher, the Spirit then helps you with each next step, showing you how to talk and listen to God today as you make progress further into the height, depth, width, and breadth the surpassing love of God. Let's listen again to this call, to this gift of love, from Ephesians chapter 2. Now God has us where he wants us, with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. Or if we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. Again, listen to how Jesus invites us to respond to this love in Matthew chapter 6. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God. And you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your Father you are dealing with, and He knows better than you what you need. Becoming familiar with prayer is letting the small spark of love turn into a flame. That light then helps you see more of the God space of love that is inside you. As we become more familiar with a deeper living space inside of ourselves, we grow in our faith to fathom that God is bigger, wider, and more wildly available to us. We can use another metaphor and say that prayer is like looking into a divine mirror. As you look into that mirror, you will see more of yourself, just how enormous your heart is, and you'll be more determined that to be human is to be a lover of God. You'll see yourself in the mirror as beautiful, holy, and attentive to God's love. And of course, you'll see more of God too. His nearness, kindness, patience, and forgiveness. Yet also his forgiving, relentless love that calls you to leave behind the smaller loves for the sake of his divine love. God created you, He placed a seed of faith deep inside of you. However, this sliver of hope and love is covered over by layers of anger, jealousy, fear, greed, lust, and impatience. This encrusted inner world is malnourished and malformed by how our world functions. As a society of infinite distractions. We can't simply snap our fingers or flip a switch to make faith happen. Instead, prayer is a surrendering to, a careful opening of our inner selves. It's a practice of uncovering the seed of faith by listening, watching, and waiting for God's love to cut through the confusion. As you prayerfully wait and watch, you begin by noticing this flicker of love. This light shows you the approach to the threshold of deeper living space. The light grows and with the eyes of your heart, you begin to see the outlines of the door of your heart. The ears of your heart start to work too, and you hear Jesus knocking. Then, in time, you learn how to open the door of your heart and to welcome Jesus in. And then you delight in His love. You partake of His love. You consume His life, abiding in Him just as He abides in you. Prayer becomes a lingering in this love. Your small flame becomes a holy bonfire. I invite you to look more attentively at this holy mirror. I invite you to consider, is God stirring something inside of you right now? Is your heart closed and numb? Or can you notice even the slightest movement of love? Are these words of mine on prayer merely ideas that remain in your head and distant from your heart, or can you sense a spark of desire for something more, something beyond what your eyes can see and your hands can touch? there is within you even the smallest sliver of hope flickering inside of you. This book is for you. Amen. So thank you, thank you for diving into this prayer and meditation. I am incredibly encouraged by the community that is forming around the Invitation Podcast. Thank you for the emails, I love hearing from you. So if you find the invitation is helpful for you, if the invitation is bearing fruit in your life, the greatest thing you can do to help the invitation is to share it with someone else. If you'd like to further help the invitation grow please consider making a financial contribution and if you really really believe in the invitation please consider becoming a monthly supporter we have acquired a few more monthly donors over the last few months the statistics show that most podcasts are financially supported by just two to three percent of their listeners So I would encourage you to prayerfully consider if you could become part of the invitation's small percentage of supporters. We really need you to help us sustain and grow the invitation as a creative resource of spiritual formation for the church. I've been in conversation with a good friend recently explaining to her that my vision here is that I would eventually work myself out of a job. My hope is not that the invitation continues to become an end in itself. My hope is that contemplative spirituality and spiritual direction can flourish in the church and then nourish the church's witness of Jesus on the earth with more fruit and abundance. And of course we need to consider that the invitation is involved in offering spiritual Formation resources in a prison as well. Some folks are confused that the invitation is a prison ministry. And I want to clarify that the invitation is not a prison ministry in the formal sense. And it's also not a social justice initiative. Instead, I think of the invitation as a resource of spiritual formation that includes the prison and it participates in social justice because these are the things that concern Jesus. Of course, there's so much more to say about how the gospel has its origins in the poor and the brokenhearted. There's so, so, so much, much more to say. And I hope you will continue with this podcast journey, continue listening and learning with me so that we can grow and learn together. So if you're not already a subscriber to The Invitation, please do visit invitationpodcast.org to sign up for our mailing list so that you can stay informed about new episodes when they come out, as well as the invitation events that are being offered. And speaking of invitation events, on February 18th, I will be continuing these public conversations on the role of contemplative spirituality and spiritual direction in the context of the local church. For this conversation, I will be joined by the wonderful Sharon Garlow-Brown, who is a spiritual director, a retreat leader, and the author of the Sensible Shoes series of books. And Sharon recently released the novel Shades of Light. I'll also be joined at that event by Pastor A.J. Cheryl. A.J. is the lead pastor of Mars Hill, and he also leads retreats and has been a great support and friend to the invitation. And A.J. has a new book coming out that is called The Enneagram for Spiritual Formation, How Becoming Ourselves Can Make Us More Like Jesus. So the three of us will present for about eight minutes, eight, ten minutes each, And then we'll talk amongst ourselves for another 15 to 20 minutes. And then those who are gathered at that public event will open up the mics for you to come with your questions, your gifts, your creative ideas. So your participation, your presence at that event is greatly valued, not just for our respective ministries, but also so that we can document all that we're learning and share with the church across the world through this podcast Also at the Dominican Center, I am facilitating a three-session workshop on contemplative prayer and spiritual practice in the context of the local church. So those who are paying attention to the public conversations being stirred by it, if you are a pastor or a lay leader who then wants to take that conversation and translate some of this into your local church, the idea is to have three separate sessions where we can get together and share some ideas, learn together, workshop these ideas, and develop some some ways to approach these things in our respective communities. These will be hosted on February 24th, March 23rd, and April 27th, so a month apart between each. You can find more information on these events and register for them at the Dominican Center Uh, Website. These will be at the Dominican Center, and their website is DominicanCenter.com. Also, I am facilitating the fourth annual contemplative retreat for pastors here in Holland, Michigan at Camp Geneva again. That's March 18 and 19. I hope to have registration uh, for that available on the Invitation Podcast website soon. And finally, I want to let you know about the Invitation School of Prayer. We have been doing this eight-month journey, which is a study and a practice of the rule of life. For those of you that might not be familiar with the vocabulary of the rule of life, that is what uh, Dallas Willard calls it, um, a curriculum for Christlikeness. And he invites us in his language to intentionally make a plan to become like Jesus so the questions how we we structure our days our weeks our months so that we can be intentional about our prayer and our service so for eight months starting this past September uh, we've had a cohort uh, in this space here in Holland and then another cohort of men in the prison that have been going through this we are um, and the halfway mark of this school of prayer. And it has been a delight to to watch uh, these good people grow and ask good questions. So the idea is that we practice the same rule of life for the first four months while studying, reading, discussing, and praying about our own rule of life. Then we write our own rule of life, and then in January we begin to practice our own And that's a practice that's supported in community with two monthly meetings. So we'll be offering two more cohorts for this uh, School of Prayer next year, starting in September of 2020. One cohort, again, will be here in Holland, in my place here, and then also at Mars Hill, that's in Granville, Michigan. So I'm just planting seeds with you, and I ask you to prayerfully consider any of these resources we're a podcast and we're also some events where you can meet with us in person again I want to say it is a delight and an honor to serve you through these gifts these resources thank you for listening and participating until next time may you know with more height, depth, width and breadth that Jesus is closer to you than you are to yourself. Amen.